0: more? Why do all the things I say sound like the stupid things I say
1: before I'm not like this all the time
0: This is Mark and this is Kenny And this is All I Wanna Do is talk about Madonna Album 9, track 5 Skin
2: Do I know so. E
0: It is. Yes. It's one of my favorites too. It's one of my favorite songs on the record. It's probably my favorite song on the record. And I think when I um when I worry Madonna <laughs> has lost her way, I will come back to skin. Written anyway. with Pat Leonard. Yes. My God. Welcome back, Pat Thank Leonard. Thank you. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. While Stephen Bray is whoring your contributions to a non-label collection, Pat Leonard is back in the fold writing songs.
1: It's a, And what a song it is. I mean, it is like, it's the song where I was like, oh my God, I never thought that Madonna would have felt this way. Mm. Like... I, she's talked about, you know, desire before, um, but it's been, and and in a vulnerable way too, but this song felt to me, like me at this age, like, like sort of like this need to go out and be touched and Mm. to be seen and Mm. by somebody who I don't know, they are familiar, but I don't really know them. It felt like a night for me in New York where like I, and I was living, you know, I was in graduate school. I had no partner or boyfriend. I had limited friends because I just sort of moved back to New York and, um, I felt very alone. And this song sort of captured that isolation and that need for connection, um, in a way that felt to me so true.
0: That's really interesting because I, I, I felt a similar uh, connection to the song, I felt it much more of a, um, I was playing with personas a lot mm. in in school. I was being who I think people wanted me to be. I think I was also being, um, I, I definitely was in a place of like, okay, I've got to get myself together because I'm going to have to go out into the world soon and what's that going to look like and what's going to be the most successful version of that self for me how do I do that, you know? And um, don't worry, I was still dyeing my hair blonde until the very end, but then it was over. and uh, <laughs> Oh my God, I've not seen pictures of you with your blonde oh hair. Oh my gosh, I had blonde hair for my college graduation. I spoke at the graduation with blonde hair. Uh, the, there is video of it. And um, all of the photos I have of me and my family I'm I wear my hat the whole my cap the whole time cuz my mother's like I don't want to see the blonde hair in any of the photos.
1: <laughs> Is it like um
0: platinum blonde? Platinum blonde. blonde yeah, platinum blonde yeah. with like a lot of dead hair cuz it was you know it was like <laughs> well, a cheap it was like an aveda hair oh, yeah. dying. It was not it was not cute. Can you say what what was your impetus for dying it? I think it was a last minute, like, okay, I'm gonna have to go out and, and be a professional person in the world, an adult, and this was like the last that spring. I wanted to have blonde hair one last time. Got it. And play with it before I left.
1: And what did you? And um, what did you find about being a blonde?
0: Oh God, I got laid so much more. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why do you? I think? don't know. I don't know. People it, just loved it. Do you think it made you look slutty? I like think it, it like- made me look um, uh, like I didn't follow the rules. Oh, so and, be crazy uh, and particularly moments. when I had roots. I think having roots and hair is really important. Having your roots, <laughs> showing your roots in your hair, I think it's really important. True um, words. And I and I did. I remember this song being a song where I was like, "Oh, she knows that I'm I'm playing a game and I'm not being authentically me and I'm not presenting that to everybody." And mm-hmm. so I would be different people for different groups of friends and family and and it wasn't until I was probably much later in my life that it all fused together. Mm-hmm. Um, and. The line I, "I'm not like this all the time" yeah. is always one that really resonated with me. Same,
1: same. I thought that is the most the most beautiful line, and right at the very end of the song, like that. And it, it, it's not an excuse for the behavior, but it is like a categorizing of it. Like this is one. This is a particular moment I'm having that I'm capturing in this song mm-hmm. of like. <clears throat> I need this
0: thing and I need it now, Yeah, you know? I need to make a connection. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, what I love about this song, I, I think it's a really beautiful song, just as yeah. a song, but the lyrics are so improvisational. It feels like she's like making them up as she goes.
1: Yeah, well, the lyrics to me hearken to me back to Bedtime Story because they feel almost like Bjork-ish, yeah. Bjork-ish in their sort of um, odd placement do you know what I mean yeah i got
2: this thing.
1: Well there is a version the Flirtation Dance which is yeah. the original version of the yeah. song. Um that was the original name of the song that's uh, the m- closer to what it was originally and the rhythm of the song is so different or where she places the lyrics mm-hmm. are so sort of different than they get much more formalized in the produced version.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm trying to see inside your soul you this thing I want to make a correction I'm not like this all the time You've got this thing
1: And I think one of the great things that you can note from the difference from flirtation dance to what becomes skin is that William Orbit speeds it up, yeah. makes it oh. more frantic. Oh. Desperate.
0: Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. And and, and it and it's it, it's like a locomotive and it's gonna yeah. like charge ahead. Yeah. And she's just like holding on for dear life at yes. certain points of it. And yet, still inquiring. I I've got this thing. I've got this thing. I've got this thing. Yeah. And 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 that they don't deviate from that. They don't. She doesn't tweak the words. She's okay with it being the same thing over and over and over. It's
1: haunting. Yeah. Do I know you from somewhere?
0: Oh, I love oh, it so my much. God. And and it's interesting because um, Marius Devries um, is a producer on it, so yeah. she did bring some of the bedtime story world into this song.
1: Yeah. Well. You know, you've referenced multiple times the Kurt Loder interview yes. um, around this album and how he gets access to the studio. And this is the song, I wanted to focus with that because they are actually recording this song while we're in the studio. And I just want to highlight, first of all, that um, we've never before this or after yeah, been had such close access to Madonna in the studio while she's actually making the album,
0: and I think th- there are a couple reasons for this. I think Madonna looks at it as an artist studio visit. Yeah, that she's she's comfortable and confident enough in what they're doing that she's like, I'm I'm gonna let people come and see 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 a glimpse into my process. Yeah, yeah. To make make them see that I am an artist. I am working hard. Yeah and i think there's a, there's that and i do think she akins to it like being a visual artist again yeah, back to that yeah. that line in 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 the something to remember i am a visual artist and so she's like inviting them to her studio for them to see what she's working on totally um and the other thing is is i think that there is i think she's setting the stage for what's to come so that people aren't like aren't seeing it as a calculated act, like she's been doing this this whole time. It's not like, okay, I have an album coming out. How do I want to present myself? She's already that person in 1997 when they go visit her.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they in the Ultimate MTV documentary, it's really about making the video frozen, and then we see her in the studio, and it's sort of this whole 360 of this whole evolution or revolution of Madonna. Um, But I love, too, that she's like... You know, she has her hair in a barrette, she's a mess. Yeah. She looks like a mess, right? But a beautiful mess. I mean she's so
0: fun. She's having so much. It's the most fun and lighthearted I ever see. It just goes
1: back to like she loves being in the studio because she has a lot of control there. She loves being in a room with a bunch of guys. Yeah. Like because you know what I mean? She considers herself one of the guys. She introduces everybody and has a joke about each of them. And then we see Marius, and Kurt Loder is like, Oh, this is so different than Bedtime Story. He's like totally different. (laughs) Um, he's you know, um, and Kurt Loder. Has some snide things to say about the songs. You know, he's not sure he likes them.
0: Well, and 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 this is the thing. Like like you know, he he throws shade at they're at Larrabee Studios in West Hollywood. He's like he doesn't know where he is, and he knows being all, where he is. you know, and 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 the studio. Like we go into his her garden. You know, she has like yes. a like a little yes. gar, a little space for her vocals, and she has yes. the tea and. There's there's all these kinds of things where it's like, it's like, be careful what you wish for, Kurt, and be a little bit more respectful. Like, you're getting in. I mean, you, th- yeah. She let you pan to the lyric sheet. Like, I was like, why are we seeing... It felt so invasive. It did.
1: Well, ultimately, they ultimately kick people out of the studio because it becomes too invasive. But, she- I mean, the fact that what we're literally watching her record of those lines, I'm not like this all the time, yeah. she says over and over again, and that's what we hear on the album, is like... It's so crazy to see that moment. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That looms so large in my mind or in this this song specifically and that there she is making it. Yeah, I, I found that to be utterly thrilling.
2: So I guess you guys were gonna do Skin, Skin, right? That's the name of the song we're working on today. But I don't think we wanna go with the harmony route right now. Did you change the name of that song? Yeah I did. Oh, what was it called changed- before? Never mind. <laughs> Do
1: you have any effects on your voice?
2: Uh yeah if you put my headphones on you can hear them. Hello? Hello. Kurt? Kurt? You there? there? You hear the effects? I know you from somewhere. Let me start again. Do I know you from somewhere? Why
1: do you leave me wanting more? When you come into uh, the studio for the first day, do you, what do you have with you, tapes or...
2: The first day? Yeah,
1: you know, like the first day you come in and say, these are oh, the songs we're going to do.
2: Uh, no, well, first I choose the producers I'm going to work with and I sit with them and I play all my songs that I've been writing. Why do all the things I say sound like the stupid things I've said before? I go and I write with different musicians and then you have
1: the lyrics, right? And you
2: have the melody and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I hear a snippet of music and that will inspire me. Sometimes I'll, you know, there's a couple of songs that I were sort of I keep a diary and I write in it and I write poetry and stuff, and I just take a snapshot of that and I kind of rearrange it into a song. I close my eyes. I close my eyes. Marius, that was wrong, wasn't it? Wasn't it? go back. Did I do that wrong? This song I've definitely been writing as we go along. This was, we kind of saved this for last because it was very rough. And it's been a kind of, I have an idea, then you have an idea. They put stuff on the track that inspires me. I lay a buckle down that inspires them. And today, actually, we really start getting into the real vocal arrangement. Was I close my eyes in the right place? It was right? Well, if I sang the verse right, I just pick it up right after the last, I close my eyes. After we've been working and we have no inhibitions around each other anymore, we get a flow going, then we kind of get into creating stuff. I'm not like this all the time. I'm
0: not like this all the time.
2: It's been really fun. I've never had so much fun really working. I've never felt so free to experiment. Put your hand on my skin put your hand on my skin Thank you good night
0: Yes and 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 it will always be connected to this song like this song feels like such an intimate song for for yeah, all of us yeah. and it and it clearly is not a song that anybody is going to do as a a single, it's not, it's not about that and it's about this deeper truth she's trying to get to and I always think of the song, there's a song on an REM record called New uh, New Adventures in Hi-Fi, it's a song called Leave and it's a similarly like a seven minute long opus of a song and this is also one of her longest tracks really and um, uh, Skin is Um, and certainly the longest, I think it's the longest on the record but um, I, what I love about the REM song as well is it's another one where they're like, they're skewing the normal way of doing it to find this thing. And it's going to take as long as it's going to take to get there. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that that's what happens on skin.
1: Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And I think that they, I love that image that you had of it being like a locomotive it's going it's going she's holding on to the wheel but barely and i love too that the rhythm section that comes into the song because it builds from like what sounds like electro to becoming a very middle eastern you know almost
0: like a junk a tribal beat yeah,
1: yeah yeah and it points back to the spiritual journey she's on that's very much about um you know india and you know like all this sort of an
0: instinctual. It's it's not about words. It's about an instinct and rhythm and emotion and um, and I love it. I think it lays the groundwork for like Sky Fits Heaven. Yes. And and Shanti. Like for sure. Like it lays the groundwork for these songs that are to come later in the 100%. record. hundred percent.
1: Yeah. It it's, it create It adds that vocabulary. I always think of this song as the end of the first movement of this album. Like,. Mm -hmm that it's sort of, because the next, when we come back for Nothing Really Matters, we sort of like zoom back in, like we sort of have a slow fade into that song. And so it's like we've ended the first act like with her screaming, I'm not like this all the time, not like this all the time. And like the beats, and then there's that great like kind of flutish sound in it. That's like, we're sort of going off into, you know, this other world. She sort of lost her center Mm -hmm. in a way, which Mm -hmm. she's been working hard to hold on to, you know? Yeah. And... And then she recenters when we come back for this next movement, you know, this next song.
0: It, it it's a it's a wonderful performance. And I also think it this this is one of those moments where you you see the brilliance of her sequencing. Yeah. Because after Perfume Girl, you've got this like it it, it has a kind of air of the punkness of, of Perfume Girl yeah. and it bridges you to nothing really matters yeah. that's okay. to come.
1: Yeah. It's and it's like nothing else. There's no other song I can think of that she's ever made that's like this. Sometimes I think words is a companion piece to the song, but not yeah, in I can s- see that. sonically but and sort of in that haunting sound of it. In a weird way this song reminds me of um a song that w- never made the album called Revenge.
0: Oh like
1: It's not at all in the story of it, you know, at all. Except there's just something about the hauntedness of
0: this song that reminds me of Revenge. Well, and Revenge Revenge was a song that uh, she wrote with Greg Fleming and Rick Knowles from the the Stevie Nicks eras. Um, And it's surfaced a few times since then. Um, It was done... Uh, I think it was a rumored to be like the James Bond theme at one point. It's come a couple times back up into into place and I know that there's a version, there was a version recorded for Confessions on a Dance Floor as well. But this is like, it was from this era. Interesting,
1: yeah. It's an interesting song.
0: Well and and, and there's it, it it hints to that kind of psychological unease. Yeah. And 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 Madonna being like being comfortable of ex, uh, uh, exposing that. I think it's always been there. It's always in her letters to people. Uh-huh. But this is her being like, "Okay, now let's really write songs about it." Because yeah. everyone's feeling uneasy and um unmoored. Uh-huh
1: yeah it didn't fit into her spiritual journey though so it makes sense it's a dark song yeah
0: it's a dark dark song yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. i think for me my biggest disappointment is that she never did this song live
0: yeah and i and i always expect it to be like a a riff of it would would appear in something Mm -hmm. i thought maybe during um uh drowned world there would be like you know she would sing sing some of it um i also thought it would ma- it would have been a really cool interlude yeah and I, and i am sad because i i would love to see how she would have um realized this i
1: think this could have been a great like studio performance track like if she did like a you know little you know little concert in a you know what i mean like you know do you know what i'm saying like, like in a tiny in washington dust.
0: square park oh
1: god no yeah can you imagine <laughs> I'm doing this to save <laughs> Hillary.
0: <laughs> oh god. Do I know well, and and I I'm hopeful that there'll be some really cool versions of this that come out with the with the the remastered reissues that are coming. Like I would really love to see what what other versions of Skin are out there? Is there, because this is one of those songs that I think, oh my God, there must be like a 14 minute version for a Madonna Electron Veronica Electronica. Yeah. This would have been like my first, this would have been the single off of Veronica Electronica. <laughs> yeah, it deserves it. It's, des- it well, it was
1: actually supposed to be a single. Um, it was supposed to come after Nothing Really Matters and then. I think because um, "Beautiful Stranger" came out so quickly after that, yeah. they sort of scrapped it. But
0: "Beautiful Stranger" ruined everyone's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Not my fun. I have a good story
1: about "Beautiful Stranger," by the way. Oh, till next time. Bye.